Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Hi. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I'm girthy. I'm a fat well, we're boy. Well, bo- we're both girthy. I'm more girthy. I'm fat. Right. Like, you're overweight. I'm fat. No. There's a difference. I'm fat. You're super fat. Okay, fine. Whatever. The point is, yes, very fat, and you're kind of fat. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do. You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Whoop back! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up at 448. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer in the 5 o'clock hour. Jackets at home for the Flames tonight. Coverage starts 630. Catch all the action right here on the fan. We got a lot of stuff to discuss today. Oh, yeah. Quite a few things. Had the uh, big announcement from baseball yesterday. That's right. David Ortiz, the lone man elected to the Hall. I was surprised. Not saying I'm displeased, but I was surprised i thought that bonds and clemens would get in their final year of eligibility i thought that even though he said he didn't want to be included they would put kurt schilling in they did none of those things so david ortiz class 01 yeah um i think there's plenty to discuss with whether or not barry bonds and roger clemens which i can't hear his name without hearing susan waldman say oh now i have to find it it's in George Steinbrenner's box, John. But there's lots to discuss about those guys not getting in. Can I tell you one thing I really don't want to hear today? Because I've seen it a lot What's and it's that? been written a lot. Roger Clemens! No, that's fine. I, I could hear that all day. I don't want to hear about these people who go, Did you know the Hall of Fame is an exclusive club and these gatekeepers are standing in the way of Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. It's like, yeah, yeah, I disagree with their methodology. I think it's completely and wildly inconsistent. But this shocked look that people have, they're like, they're not just letting anyone into the Hall of Fame. How dare they? It's like, what? Right. This Hall of Fame thing is controlled by baseball writers. It has been since forever. the inception. Since 1934. Did this just hit you? Now, if we want to say players should have a voice in this, well, I agree. I'd like to see that. But I'm, I've seen well, they, so they, many they pieces. Do. They do eventually. They have the Veterans Committee, right? Yes, is that what that's called? There's two different types of committees now. There's whatever they've renamed the Veterans Committee. I don't think it's the Veterans Committee committee anymore. Leaders and Legends. Then <laughs> right. <laughs> then there's like an early baseball committee. Because oh, I saw that okay. Buck O'Neill is going in this year too. Okay, and, you know, well-deserved, long-time Negro League player, mm-hmm. sure. and he's go. He sadly he's not alive to see it. Yes, yes, but, but I know that the I actually the Negro League Hall of Fame has been pushing for that to happen. So that's good. Yes. That is going to yes. Occur. So there's a couple different committees, and I'm sure that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens will get in at some point. No, I'm just I'm surprised at so many baseball people who are like. 
This is a this is like an old boys club or something. You, why are you surprised? Because well, I'm surprised people life, don't know what the Hall of Fame is. No. And yeah, it's stupid and it's arbitrary and they make it up as they go. In life, if we don't have an election that goes the way we want, all of a sudden it's we need to redraw these districts or we need to get rid of the electoral college. If it works in your favor, you have nothing to bitch about. Yeah. Right. But now your guys didn't get in and it's a big problem. We could say that it's been a big problem for a long time, or this is the way it is. By the way, you can still enjoy Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. Sure. Right? Their careers are not wiped out. Their stats are on the books. Go back and watch the games and enjoy. But, look, I heard uh, some dope, I think it was Rob Parker, who I do not like. Longtime baseball writer. He's wildly inconsistent for me. Okay. He was on TV last night talking about how, how can you keep Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens out? And yet he didn't vote in David Ortiz on his ballot. All sure. right. I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me. But he threw out, we know there's roid users in the hall. And he threw out Mike Piazza and Pudge and uh, Jeff Bagwell. First of all, we don't. We don't know those guys used roids. We, we don't. We, we yeah. There's some. You could say maybe with Pudge, there's slightly more okay, evidence than I'm, others I'm or just, whatever. I'm just saying we don't. We don't know that. Look, I watch. I watch a lot of these crime shows. All right, I watch a lot of these Datelines and Forty Eight Hours, and there are rare cases. Does not happen often where someone gets tried and convicted of murder, even though they've never found the suspected dead person's body. Because there's so much circumstantial evidence to add up. It does not happen often. So, yes, perhaps Jeff Bagwell was roiding. Perhaps Mike Piazza was roiding. Yvonne Rodriguez was roiding. There's not the evidence that exists that exists for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. If they were on trial for murder, even without a body, they would be convicted. Yeah. Now, we can, to go back to the bigger point, though... What is the Hall of Fame? I agree with the people who say the Hall of Fame is supposed to be about the story of the game. It is supposed to tell you about the eras of the game. You're right. What was big, exactly what right. was happening. I, I can get behind that, and I can get behind Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, despite what they've done, I can see putting them in. I said this yesterday, and I think there's got to be a little bit of it to it. Maybe you disagree. If Barry Bonds didn't get to then stand up and take a victory lap if he got into the Hall of Fame, right? If Roger Clemens didn't get to get up there and say, you guys all know I cheated, but I'm still here anyway, so y'all can just S my blank and whatever. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm trying to say it. You know what I mean. I know, but even even that made me nervous. S my blank. Hey, everybody. You know what I'm saying. S my like, blank. You want to go up there and degeneration X chop everybody as you take your Hall of Fame plaque? Sure, I, I hope Barry it. Bonds wears his Google glasses when he's doing it. Remember, he was the yes, one he sponsor. Was like, he was the big one. For Google yeah. Glass. All I'm saying is maybe it's the fact that there's that component that now has to be considered, right? If it was just, we're going to put your plaque in here and we're going to say all the good you did. We are going to mention there is a giant suspicion of Roydy, but this was also a time where everyone well, was that, right. Roydy. Barry Bonds, there's an admission of Roydy. Now he yeah, said yeah, yeah, right. he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, and you he have didn't that, realize it was Roydy. You have the whole Game of Shadows book. That was the one about him, right? And uh, Balco. Balco and yes. all that stuff where they, yeah. I, I, I Guys went I, to jail. Yes, of course. I'm saying... That's the thing that 
I believe in for some of these writers, it has to be that for some of them, of course, it's just personal grudges and then being old crotchety baseball writers. But for some of them, it's probably like, I don't know if I should I vote for this guy who's then we're going to have to go celebrate. If you could just put his plaque in there, if you could put Roger Clemens's plaque in there and say they deserve to be in here, but no one wants to hear from him or none of us want to hear from him, all of us baseball writers. I can understand that. But because they get to then stand up and give their speech, I bet there's some who said, yeah, that's just, I don't want that. Look, I said yesterday, I, you know, I, I still think cheating is a big deal, but I would have voted him in just because I had to set a criteria for myself because this gets so murky. And again, I'm not a writer. I'm not smart enough to be a writer or dumb enough. Well, either way. But, you know, if you're not punished by Major League Baseball while you're playing for cheating, to me, I'm going to vote for you if I think you're a Hall of Famer. Now, A-Rod was punished twice. Sure. Manny Ramirez was suspended twice. There is no doubt that if you look at Manny Ramirez's numbers, he's not a Hall of Famer. He is. Of course. He's one of the all-time greats. But he's not getting in. Well, A-Rod I- got, what, 30-something percent of the vote yesterday? He's not getting in. He probably sees a similar fate as Bonds and Clemens. Yeah, I think he goes down in flames a little quicker, too. Or or at least he, he may eke over 50% at some point. But, yeah, it... I guess to go back to the main point here, the Hall of Fame is wildly inconsistent on who they let in and who they don't. This has been a thing for years, and I'm I'm kind of I know there are new fans that join into this all the time, but when I see like people who have covered sports for twenty, thirty years, going, I am shocked today. It's well, then you're stupid. Why are you shocked? I I'm not saying that. I, I know what you were saying yesterday. You brought up that. Maybe they'll end their punishment. This was the punishment. They'll end it. They, I, I thought they would. I thought it would be yeah. final year on the ballot, 10th year on the ballot. We've punished you enough. Now you're in. That's the way I would have done it. But you're not. I'm not them. shocked. Well, no, but you're also not shocked that they still held a grudge. No, I'm all not. The way to and the I, end. I'm also not somebody who says, you know, they didn't vote exactly how I want them to vote. So take their vote away. No, I think the, that's. I mean, they're look like it. Baseball is not the most popular sport in this country anymore. But it is the most historical. It is America's game. And anytime you have history like that, you're going to have gatekeepers that take it seriously. Now, maybe you're saying they shouldn't take it so seriously, or they need to get with the times. Good news. All these guys that you think are too crotchety will eventually die, and they will be replaced by the Craig Calcaterras of the world. And, you know, Jason Stark votes for 10 guys on the ballot every single year. Ten guys, he says, are worthy of the Hall of Fame every single year. I don't agree with that, but he does. And if there's enough guys like him, Scott Rowland's going to get in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Right Right? now, God bless him. If if, if you're going to put Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame, who am I to say he doesn't belong there? Except the guy paid to tell you he doesn't belong there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, hey, man. Kerry Wood Wood told this story. What? What am I saying? All right. Start over. Three, Let me two, start over. Go. Okay, right, here we go. Right. Roger Clemens should not get in the Hall of Fame, and it's not because he was roidy. It's because of this story I'm about to tell you that Kerry Wood has told many times. So Kerry Wood had the 20 strikeout game. All right, he goes into the clubhouse after the game. There is a telephone call for him. All right, he picks up the phone, says hello. The voice on the other end says, "Hey, Kerry, it's Rocket." Carrie Wood says, who? (laughs) The voice repeats, it's Rocket. Who is this? Is what Carrie Wood then says. Rocket. (laughs) 
Kerry Wood does not answer yeah. this third time. Yeah. There is a long, awkward pause, and then the voice on the other end says, it's Roger Clemens. <laughs> Roger Clemens should Rockets. not get uh, Roger Clemens should not get in the Hall of Fame because he calls up another man on the phone and <laughs> says, hi, it's Rocket. And when that guy says, who? He doesn't immediately go, oh gosh, I can't believe I did right. that. Oh, Roger, Roger Clemens, Clemens sorry. congratulations, buddy. That's what my buddy's calling me. I'm stupid. He should not get in the Hall of Fame you're Based right. on that phone oh. call. Well, you know, we're, we we both do a show where we've got nicknames. Yeah, but I don't call someone and say, hey, it's Common Man no, here. No, but if you ever did that one time where you were like, uh, the, I I believe the reservation is under Common Man. I was told to say that. <laughs> the, the maitre d' at the restaurant is like, I'm sorry, who? You're like, uh, you know what? Never mind. I'm not hungry. And you just leave. No, I'm just going to stay there and say, like, common, common Man. man. Have you not heard of me? Then some dude from Minneapolis wanders in and is like, oh, it's my table. And then he like walks in and you're like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. That dude. Your guy. Yeah, my guy. Dan Cole. Sure. Uh, there was actually a weird quote about David Ortiz that I want to bring to your attention. I'll do that coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on the ramp to southbound I-71 from westbound 270. It is blocked as a result. Police are unseen trying to get things cleaned up, but please be careful. It will remain closed until further notice. Traffic report is sponsored by Mucinex 12 Hour. Mucinex DM's bi-layer tablet allows for immediate and extended release, relieving both wet and dry coughs and loosening chest congestion for 12 hours. Mucinex is your trusted partner to help relieve cough and chest congestion and get your body back in control. Available at Walmart. Only an array with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. T-Bone has something very important to tell you. That's right, Mike. Everybody's trying to maybe do a little bit more in the new year. Maybe you're trying to move a little bit more. Maybe you're trying to get a little more active or lose weight or whatever. One of the best ways to do that, of course, drink more water. Even if you don't lose weight, it's healthy, right? Drinking more water, not a bad thing. I just went out there and peed, and I was crystal clear. (laughs) Oh, you're drinking more water. Tom Herman would be proud. Yes, I've had a lot of water today. Well... If you're saying, I don't drink a lot of water because the water in our house tastes like crap and I hate buying bottled water, well, then you need to talk to Connecticut because they can get you what I have in my house, the K5 drinking water station, which gets all the water coming out of your faucets. The water in your fridge, if you have a fridge that does ice and water and all that, it can be Connecticut water, Connecticut ice, all that stuff. It's great. Get the, uh, you know, the whole home system like I have as well, and then you've got that coming out of every faucet everywhere. Connecticut water, it does make a difference. If you've wanted to fix the water in your house, don't wait. Check it out today, ConnecticutColumbus.com, and get the funk out of your water. David Ortiz going into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. I saw this quote today. Look, David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer. He, of course, should be celebrated, and he is. 
But this quote from Red Sox president and CEO Sam Kennedy sort of took me for a loop. Yeah. Here's the quote. David Ortiz is the most important player to ever wear a Red Sox uniform. Okay. All right. Now, look, I can understand him saying he's one of the most important players to wear a Red Sox uniform, but if you go to Cooperstown, there's a lot of people wearing that cap with the B on it in Cooperstown. I mean, look, David Ortiz, Hall of Famer, great player. You had Ted Williams. You had Carl Ustremski. You had Jim Rice. You had Pedro. Yeah, there's there's more than a few guys who have worn that Carlton uniform. Fisk. I know that he didn't do uh, everything that he's in Cooperstown for in that uniform, but there was this guy named Babe Ruth that wore the Red Sox uniform back in the day. He's not wearing it in Cooperstown, but it. There's been a lot of significant players play for the Red Sox. To say David Ortiz is the most important, most important player, most important player, not one of the most. The most important player in Red Sox history. I wonder how fans would feel about that. Maybe the answer is yes. Maybe Red Sox fans read that statement and said, yes, hell yes. He is the most important. Well, I'm sure we have some that are listening. Maybe you agree or you disagree. If you're a Red Sox fan, let us know. Maybe you think that is spot on, and I don't know how you guys don't see that. And, And maybe it's because, you know, those other names that I read, Yaz, Ted Williams, uh, Jim Rice, they weren't able to win a World Series. David maybe, Ortiz won three of them. Maybe that's what he's getting to, I guess. But Well, here's the full quote. I'm, I'm not misquoting well, him I'm here. Well, I'm saying that maybe, maybe Ortiz, there's something more that he's getting to in this quote. David Ortiz is the most important player to ever wear a Red Sox uniform. He came to Boston in relative anonymity, and with his captivating personality and his formidable bat, he shattered expectations and pave the franchise's future in championships. All right. I mean, yeah, there were quite a few championships, and if your only thing you're concerned with is that and, and how how your team does while that player's there, like, I, I, I know we get caught up in championships, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's the measure of most everything we look at in sports, but Ted Williams was the last Major League ball player to hit 400. He was pretty good. Oh, Yeah. Just a little bit. Also, fought in World War II. Well, I was going to say, in between, you took know, four seasons off <laughs> to go fight in the war. <laughs> not again. That's not a, a fair thing to compare to all those other guys we mentioned who didn't have an opportunity to go out and fight for their country or help out or whatever. It's not that. It's just pointing out that there have been a lot of significant builders of the game, guys who took the game to another level that have played for that franchise is not wrong. And calling David Ortiz one of the most important would make a lot more sense to me. Maybe that's what he meant and he misspoke. But if that's a written quote, well, like it's a, a written quote, it was a statement that was well, put then out. that's then he meant it. They did that on purpose. Okay. And I'm not crapping on David Ortiz. He's no. a Hall of Famer. He's awesome. But if we're talking about championships. I mean, Pedro was on that team too. Sure. That won the World Series back in 2004. Pedro is wearing a Red Sox cap in Cooperstown, is he not? As far as I know, I he think is, he yeah. is. So, well, here's the other question I have, though, is, I mean, how how do you say that about a guy who, if I took him off that team, do they win a World Series? Still possible, right? If you take Pedro off that Red Sox team, I don't think they win a World Series. Am I wrong? Like, I almost feel like Pedro is more irreplaceable than David Ortiz if you had to take one or the other off. 
Now I got to look up stats. Well, I, no, I'm just going by feel here. I, I don't know, know about I, I don't stats. Think, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Let me see what David Ortiz did in 2004. Uh, David Ortiz, 301, 41, and a buck 39. Pretty good. Sure. Yeah. Pretty good. That's that's Hall of Fame numbers, you might call those. Well, good good thing he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Pedro Martinez in 2004. Actually, had a down year in 2004. Oh, okay. Uh, 16 and 9 with a 390. Not Pedro like, considering the two years. Be- here's, here's Pedro, by the way, in a Red Sox uniform. First year he got there from Montreal, won 19 games. And again, winning games, I know, doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Nope. And it was a 289 for him. 99, won 23 games, went 23 and 4 with a 207. 2000. <sighs> He won 18 games, but the ERA dipped yep. to 174. <laughs> 2001, 239 was the ERA. 2002, 226. 2003, 222. Then in 2004, it jumped up to 390. 2005, back down to 282. Yeah, but imagine if he played in the National League. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he started with the Dodgers, no, and he was right. with the Expos, yes, too, so no, he I'm was in the National in those, League. In those years, when he had those numbers, I'm joking, because the American League has typically been the stronger-hitting division, and that's where he was putting those numbers up. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want this to get into a David Ortiz sucks it conversation. And by the way, we're not Red Sox fans. Justin tweeted us and said he is. He said, Ortiz is the most important Red Sox player in my lifetime. I'm 41 years old. But that's a diff- I can't speak for the great ball players who played before my time. And that's that's all we're saying is perhaps you want to have that discussion of he's the great, most important ball player in Red Sox in the last 50 years for the Red Sox. That Or one of the most of all time is also great. Greatest ever is a... Why do we have to go to that level yeah, of hyperbole? The Boston Red Sox should not be limited by your 41 years of life. Well, no. I understand why you are. I, I've said this a million times. And that's the right answer, by the way. You can't judge. I, don't, I, I wasn't alive I, for I've, those guys I've said either. this a million times. The greatest player I've ever seen live is Ken Griffey Jr. In his prime, sadly not Cincinnati Reds, Ken Griffey Jr. Seattle Mariner, Ken Griffey Jr. Greatest player I've ever seen. Is he the greatest player of all time? No. Well, how, how could we the, know? How right. could we know? I didn't see Ted Williams play. I yeah. didn't see Willie Mays play. I wish I did, but I didn't. I have to base it off of what I've seen. The Boston Red Sox as an entity? <laughs> they don't have those limitations. Yeah, that is such a... It's it's just a weird thing to say. And it was un, it's like an unnecessary little distraction to all of this. Uh, Baker announces he is off social media. We'll mourn that loss coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on the ramp from northbound I-71 to 270 westbound. That ramp is still blocked as a result. Police are on scene. We're trying to get things cleaned up, but plan on some heavy backups as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware, West Jefferson, now hiring. Are you looking for steady work and great benefits? Get your career on track with Ace Hardware, now hiring CDL truck drivers with a $10,000 sign-on bonus in West Jefferson. That's right, a $10,000 sign-on bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. That's acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. 
podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. On campus, coming up at 448, name dropping with Jeff Rimmer in the 5 o'clock hour. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield announces he is taking a break from social media. You know I love these grand announcements. Don't oh, just you- not post for a while. Can't have that. Got to tell people. Well, I I think I know why you hate them so much. It's the reason I don't like them is that this assumption that everyone's world will be crushed Mm -hmm. if you don't post. And so to save humanity from its countless sleepless nights that will probably exist of going, why, why is there not a post on his Twitter feed? You're going to make the announcement ahead of time. And this is, again, not just Baker. The people who do this, it almost feels like they're saying, I know you're going to be broken up to know I'm not tweeting, but I have a good reason for it. Like You can just stop. You just don't have to post. It's okay. He says uh, he needs to focus on his family. Can't do that if you're posting. And he says that social media breaking news, toxic. <laughs> is so, it? Yeah. Is it toxic when your wife goes and tweets that like everybody else in your team should be as tough as you are? You just shut your whore mouth. Well, no, she is like, spreading she, joy is what she's doing. When she does that and tweet, and now again, now I that's wanna... what other people said, not what she says. Oh, but she retweeted Retweets it or reposted imply on Instagram endorsements. That's what oh, I've been told. Okay. <laughs> okay. Remember that time that you yes. retweeted all those swastikas? Remember that? <laughs> then, yeah. I'm like, hey, Bo, what are you, Nazi? He said, no, retweets, not endorsements. I don't actually remember doing that. I don't think no, that No, because you didn't do that because you're not terrible. Right. It's, it's kind of how that works. Yeah, all I know is you don't have to tell people when you're not going to post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can just stop. You can just leave. He did say, though, because you know he wants to still be available for business purposes. He says you could then contact some other account. Oh, for <laughs> Right. If you want Baker to show up at your autograph store uh, are we and really, sign some stuff. Are we saying that... So he said, Twitter and social media and all that is too toxic. I need to get away. But if you want to pay me, I'm back. Like, you just let me know when and where I'm, I'm back. back for you. Back for I'm you. I'm not back for the mouth-breathing no, masses. No, but I'm saying, Baker's... I mean, he every five seconds, he's doing a commercial for, you know, at home with Baker. And he's signed a pretty he's getting 19 million dollars this year regardless of how he plays and you you need to keep that it's so toxic you've got to get off of it and by the way he's he is correct everyone is ever correct when they say social media is toxic it is of course it is i'm not advocating people tweeting baker mayfield threatening him in any way that's ridiculous that is all horrible and stupid and no one should do it it's all yeah social media is terrible it's Especially when you're a celebrity, especially when you're someone as well-known as him, and especially when you're someone who unfortunately is not as good at what you were hyped up to be as Baker is. So that has to suck. 
I, I don't think it needs to be clarified that you don't want to be on social media because of all that. He's fully within his rights to get off of social media. But I guess what always bothers me with Baker is that he does the things he claims that everybody else does and shouldn't do, right? He claims social media is toxic and people who pay attention to the noise, well, they're just, you know, you got to get away from the noise. You don't need to listen to those people. But then, you know, a few months from now, he will be somehow involved in something with Colin Cowherd or Mary Kate Cabot or name your person where they've said something he doesn't like. And then he's going to go say something on social media about them like that. I, I think that's just wildly inconsistent and by all means, get off Twitter. Don't be on it. It's probably better for you, especially, but for everyone to not have to, that drama is not good, but I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know why that's a huge revelation that social media is toxic. We all know that. And unfortunately, Probably a lot of us are addicted to it, and that's why we keep going back, but it, it is toxic. A couple other nuggets for you. Uh, Bengal fans were hoping that Paul Brown Stadium was going to be open this weekend to watch the game. Hmm. You know, this is not uncommon. Yeah, If your of team's course. on the road, they open up the home stadium or the home arena, and, you know, it's a game day atmosphere, but you're watching it on the big screen. I saw that Hamilton County today says there will be no Bengals watch party at Paul Brown Stadium this Sunday. And I love this quote. The reason is, they say, given the attendance uncertainty, time constraints, and numerous operational challenges, the county cannot feasibly pull together all of the all the logistics for a Paul Brown Stadium watch party. I don't understand what that means. I don't understand what any of it means. What do, attendance uncertainty? Will you? <laughs> oh, because you don't know if there's going to be ten thousand or sixty thousand people. Is that what you're saying? So you don't want to. You'll know if you tickets on sale right now yeah how many people buy the tickets right i i think yeah maybe they're saying yeah who knows uh, why? time constraints <laughs> what's going on there late at night <laughs> they have like bon jovi playing paul brown stadium later because i can understand I, how that would yes, be an issue yes either you have the stadium open and available or you don't either you have the people to work it or you don't just say that just say no we're not opening it because can't find enough people to do the work right, right now. Well, that's, okay, that's fine. number number uh, little nugget number one. Nugget number two. They would have people though if it had been a home playoff game. I bet they'd be able to find people. Just a hunch. Is Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL? Maybe this tells us that he is, because I saw that Michael McDonald, his guy. has been hired away. He is leaving Michigan staff and going to the Baltimore Ravens, where he was once before, to be John Harbaugh's defensive coordinator. Oh, his his brother is hiring his defensive coordinator, who helped him have a pretty good defense this year, for whatever that's worth. The the Michigan blogs are panicking over this. Well, they should be. They are very depressed over this. And a lot of people are saying, this proves Harbaugh is leaving, Jim Harbaugh is leaving, because there's no way John would steal Michael McDonald. (laughs) <laughs> no, he's not taking this guy. But or, or if he is, maybe he's a rude brother. I don't know. Some people are wondering if Jim Harbaugh were leaving, wouldn't he be taking Michael McDonald with him wherever well. he goes and wouldn't give him to John? What if he told Michigan, listen, there's no way I will take any staff members from here. If I leave, 
I'm not going to take any of these guys because that wouldn't be fair to you. And then you go, all right, thanks, Jim. That's very nice of you. We appreciate that. We'll await your decision. Click. Boop, boop, boop. Hey, John, remember you were saying that you thought Mike McDonald was a really good defensive coordinator? He's going to be available. Just FYI. So what's Jim Harbaugh doing? Who the hell knows? One of his top defensive guys is leaving to go back to the Ravens. Let's look at it from the other side for a second. If he's not leaving, isn't this even a more of an awkward family get-together at some point where it's like, hey, uh, thanks, John, for taking my defensive coordinator. What the hell? You know, you have a brother. Yeah. So I have a sibling. I have a sister. When I get on the phone with her, I know what to expect. It's a human being conversation. When Jim and John talk on the phone, what do you think it sounds like? I don't I don't know because I tend to think what we hear from Jim Harbaugh is not real Jim Harbaugh. Oh really? Like, of course. I, I think it is at this point. You do? I think he's an alien. Yeah. No, I think a lot of what you hear from him is him not feeling like he can be himself in front of people. And so he gives you this weird if worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them or whatever. Like he says this crap. See, I think maybe it started that way, but now he lives the gimmick. He's like um, that all yeah, the time. That could be. But you see, I, not that John Harbaugh is the most well-adjusted person in the world, but comparatively, they're night and day, right? It feels like maybe underneath all that, Jim is more of that person. And then he gets in front of the cameras and he gets like, I don't even know. It's not like shell-shocked. It's, it's like he's doesn't know what to say, no, and so just, he says I weird, wonder, dumb things. I wonder, since you know they grew up together, they probably have a, a shorthand, some sort of secondhand language. Yeah. If it's, you know, if you you used to being around a, one of your buddies, and then maybe you catch him in a moment with his significant other, where it's, you know, oh, hey, Smoopy, I love you, Smoopy. <laughs> and right. it's all very reasonable for a husband and wife to have little names for each other. and. Mm -hmm. I love you. No, I love you, bunny rabbit. Stuff like that. Right. But if another person heard you talking like that, you'd be like, oh, no, that's not me. I'm, I say, give me some beer, bitch. That's what I say. Oh, you know, right, you don't yeah. want you don't want to lift the curtain. Yeah. I wonder if the two Harbaugh brothers, when they get on the phone, if it's, you know, like, oh, gee, Winkies, Johnny. <laughs> you think they have pet names for why, each other? Why are you taking Mikey McDonald from me? What if they get on the phone and it's actually like, I dare say, your football team was smashing this weekend. Cheerio, good man. Like, this is all just, like, it's been a cover this whole time. They've actually, they're actually spies from England here to just keep tabs on the old colony. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they do like Morse code where they oh. get on the phone. They go, beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. No, I think they do that, but they just hit their chest really hard. I'm just like, yeah, I'll tell you what I think about that. Then and then Jack Harbaugh comes in and says, boys, uh-oh, dad's using his Morse code. Dad, why is there a banner in our bathroom? You have put a banner up for biggest poo left in the toilet. That is not banner worthy. Stop putting banners up for everything, They Dad. speak in just tones like Close Encounters from the Third Kind. <laughs> <laughs> the ship lands. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an ELO concert once they get going. That's good. Uh, Big Ten football team may be on the cusp of landing a very high-profile guy. Beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from the ramp from north on I-71 to westbound 270. All lanes have reopened in that area, but plan on some residual slowdowns as traffic continues to recover. This traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices, 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Go to wherever you get your audio. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. Click subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge, including things you can only hear on the podcast feed. Like our uncensored shows. Mm-hmm. Like our little flashback episodes that Teddy puts up there. Very nice of him to do that. And then, of course, there's our special shows where all we do is rub our dongs on the microphone for 10 minutes. <laughs> you'll hear just... That's all you'll hear. <laughs> that's and that's exclusive to the podcast. See, that I'm is- doing it now with my hands. But on the podcast, right. it's all mushroom tip only all the time. me, Teddy, and Fan TV know if that's true. We're the only ones. Mm-hmm. We won't spoil it. It's definitely your hands. Uh, Big Ten football team may be on the cusp of getting a big-time player. According to On3, which, by the way, this is the second day in a row I've mentioned this website, On3. Did they become... Did something... Previously, that was something else. I don't know. On three? It's part of a big like national network that includes some of the local team sites. Like Letterman Row is a part of. Okay, that. well, okay, I, right, I, I'm yeah, just okay. telling you, I've worked here for you. 18 years. I never mentioned them before once. Well, they and just, now I've done it in back. They're to just back like days. a newer it's thing. It's new. Though. Yes, within okay. the last few months. All right, it's new. All right. Anyway, they say that Caleb Williams, the Oklahoma quarterback who was in the portal, a lot of people thought he would go to USC and reunite with Lincoln Riley. Smart money was on that. He's perhaps the biggest quarterback out there, right? I'm not exaggerating when I say no, that. No, not at all. Well, apparently Wisconsin is in the running for him, according to On3's Jerry Hamilton. That would be a huge significant. gift for them. Yeah, it's huge. very significant. Now, I always, I always wonder with Wisconsin, and this is partially on me for just looking at Wisconsin over the years and saying that's who they always will be and they can never change, but... They're not exactly known for being this high-powered scoring attack. Is that because typically when they do get a big-time player like that, it's usually run game based, and thus they're going to just be a run-focused team? Or And obviously, Caleb Williams can make plays with his arm and with his feet, but I wonder, is that is that the reason why? Is that they never even think they're in the running for quarterbacks that are four- or five-star guys? Or is it because... That's just the style they want to play. I'm, I would assume if he does go there, it's not because they said, "Good, you're going to go hand the ball off to this year's no, Ron Bain." I, I wouldn't think thirty so. times, right? You're gonna you're gonna have a a very different looking offense there, but that would that would change some things in the Big Ten, or at least 
it would make things in the Big Ten a lot more interesting from that standpoint, someone else in the West being able to pop up there. Sean Payton, stepping away from coaching, we talked about it yesterday. He had a 90-minute news conference from the team facility yesterday. Here's some quotes from him. I don't know what's next, and it kind of feels good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But man, I felt like it was time, but not with any regret. There's some excitement like, all right, what's next? It really is a bittersweet day. I'm sorry, this Gail Benson said this then. Okay. I feel like this is a bittersweet day. I feel like he deserves this. Well, yeah, all right, fine. That's very nice of you to say. He also said that uh, he can see himself doing TV. He thinks he'd be good at it, but he says he has not been contacted. Yeah. Which I don't believe that for right. a second. Well, the other, he, if you go listen to his quotes too, he had one where he was talking about coaching. And he's like, guys, I just want to be clear. I mean, I've got a vision for what a football team could do. And I, I don't, he had a quote about how uh, Tom Benson, who's now passed away, the former owner of the team, his wife, Gail is now who owns it. Right. But yes, um, Tom Benson apparently had something that, he, and I will, I'll butcher the quote, but the essence of it was, Retirement is something that was dreamed up by investment companies and hedge funds to make you think that's what the best thing is. They sold you this life of lounging on a beach with your retirement account because that's what's good for them is to get you to put all your money in their accounts. But yeah, what's really good for you is working until until you're 80 years old. Work until you're dead. Yeah, that's what's good for you. Anyway, whatever. He so. He was kind of saying, like, I don't really believe in retirement, so this isn't a retirement. This is just me stepping away. But he started to get kind of geeked up about, like, and I got a plan for a football team. I'll tell you what I think. But I don't see it this year, and I do need to step. Like, he, he, it's like he caught himself selling you on, I can still do this, and I'm going to do this. I'm not going to be running any draw plays, running out of time on the clock. I guarantee you that. Right. It almost felt like what was missing there was he him... He was one step short of going, and listen, when the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, when any team possibly reaches out to me, I may have to think about it. Like, he just, it was as if his energy changed and he caught himself and realized, oh, no, 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 but I I, I can't do it today. I can't go out today and coach. I'm, I'm done this year. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. Like, he's just right back to, yeah, you know I'm going to coach again. You know I'm doing something. He also admitted... That uh, things got so bad in December at the quarterback position, he called up Drew Brees and said, hey, man, you want to come back? And Drew Brees was smart and said, no. Remember last year when I couldn't pass? Still can't pass. (laughs) And I'm doing TV now. Now, look, when you're staring at the, you know, the other end of Ian Book as your starting quarterback, I kind of understand why maybe you make that call. Well, if nothing else, you call him just to see if there's anything he can do to help you see some things with the offense and maybe help you run it a little bit better just to... Get to that point where it's slightly more efficient with a still quarterback who can't throw, like you said. But good for Drew Brees for having the wherewithal to say, they're going to pay me lots and lots of money to sit here and not get hit in the head. And I've already gotten hit in the head a million times, and I've got hundreds of millions of reasons why not to. No, I know, but these guys are competitors. Well, I know they are, but, but we talk all the time about how you see some people who are on television, right? Not even in football. You see guys who are on television, like we've mentioned, Lee Corso. It's sad that someone hasn't gotten him and said, hey, like someone in his family hasn't said, look, this is not good. We don't want to keep putting him out there like that. But to that, like I, I get, but these people, they get in the limelight. It's hard to get away from it, whether you're competitive, whether you just like what you do. 
for Drew Brees to have that wherewithal of, yes, physically I could still go out there and run an offense probably as well as some of the bad quarterbacks the Saints have had. Is that what I want to do with my legacy? Do I want to go out there for that? Good for him for saying no. I don't need to. The World Cup is saving lives. Did you know that, Bone? Uh, I saw it today. We'll discuss coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for right now. You are going to find some delays on I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Traffic is building in that area. And more delays on westbound 670 at 4th Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Try Domino's new oven-baked dips and twist combos. There's cheesy marinara, baked apple, and five cheese, each with dippable bread twists. Get yours or any three-topping pizza for $7.99 each from Domino's. Carrot only. You must ask for this limited-time offer. Prices, participation, and charges may vary. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. The World Cup is coming up this summer, right? Uh, no. Well, it is coming up this year. It's coming up this fall. Oh, that's it's right. Cutter, right? And they can't do it in the summer because they're afraid people will die of heat stroke. Well, and people had those concerns when they awarded the World yes. Cup to Cutter, and the yes. Cutter people said, "No, don't worry. We're going to have George Bush's weather machine <laughs> cooling well, us off." Right. The the Cutter uh, World Cup bid basically said, and and FIFA too. They said, oh, they're going to build stadiums where they've got floating clouds. They had, they had, I remember seeing the computer images of it where they said, yeah, there'll be these giant, like, dirigible type blimps over top of these stadiums, which will provide shade. Cooling. And they'll have giant fans that yeah. will then send downdrafts of cooler air, which I don't know how that would work because hot air rises, but whatever. They would send the cooler air down and then that would cool the players and it'd be fine. And then they very quickly afterwards said, oh, yeah, we can't do that. Never mind. After they got the bid, of course. Yes. And in one of these, this is what always happens with these World Cup bids. They promise things. I remember another bid that was submitted, I think, in the same time where they said, oh, if you give it to us, good news. We're going to build holograms in a dozen different giant stadiums all around the world. Germany, America, Mexico, you let us host it and people will be able to go to those stadiums yes. in those countries and watch their team via hologram. And dead on hologram, field. Whitney Houston can sing the national anthem. <laughs> It'll be great. And then, of course, it's like, do we have the technology to do that? No, no, but we think by the time this comes around, we will. No, they don't. Anyway, yes, World Cup coming up this year and it's going to be in Basically between Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's right. when it's going to happen. Okay. But uh, FIFA came out today and said what they'd really like to do, instead of these World Cups every four years, they'd like to do a World Cup every two years. And if it happens, they'll save lives in the process. Yeah. Uh, Gianni Infantino, Your who guy. is the FIFA prez. Did we was, make the political ad for him? We made it when he was running. Yes, I believe he's one of the people mentioned in it. FIFA, the governing body of world football, 
has been rocked by scandal. As such, there are a lot of candidates running to become the president of FIFA. You've probably heard some of their names. Jerome Champagne, David Naked, and Moose Ability. Perhaps you've thought to yourself, wait, isn't that the name I've used when I've checked into a hotel to have sex with a hooker? Yes, it is. How will big corporate sponsors be able to take FIFA seriously at the negotiating table if they are discussing their multi-billion dollar deals with someone named Tokyo Sex Whale? I'm not sure if that's a great adult bookstore or a terrible children's television show. Let's end the confusion. This election season, vote for a name that sounds like a real name. For a real person. That real name and or person is Michelle Platini. Hello, this is Michelle Platini, and I approve this message even though I am voting for Tokyo Sex Whale. My guy. Sure. Those are all real names. I guess Gianni Infantino did not no, make, he it make the cut. cut. Either way, he was running in that election. Tokyo so, Sex Whale, real guy. Real, yeah, real, real guy. I wish he would have won. Anyway, Gianni Infantino was speaking to the Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe at Strasbourg, France. That's where he was today. Because um, the, uh, the summer was marked with FIFA. <laughs> Uh, FIFA action. <laughs> oh, Les Miles. I love it. Yeah. So why is he speaking to them? Well, he's speaking because, like you said, FIFA wants to do the World Cup, not every four years, but every two years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the European powers that be, among others, have said, uh, pump the brakes there. Two years? Every two years? Now we're going to have to do one of these giant multi-billion dollar city bids? We're going to have to do, or country bids? We're going to have to do that all the time? That doesn't seem feasible. It doesn't seem good. So he went there to say, no, 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 it's good. Let me tell you why. It's not about money. No. He said, we need to find ways to include the entire world. Because his argument is, right now, we have one every four years. We we, we, we just have to give it to like these giant countries. Like, you know, Qatar, which has got 1.2 million people living in it. Well, ignore that example. But we have to give it to the giant countries. The less developed countries may not get a World Cup. So he says their goal is to spread the love and spread the money around. He said, we need to find ways to include the entire world to give hope to Africans so they don't need to cross the Mediterranean in order, in order to find maybe a better life, but probably more death in the sea. Now, this is particularly dark and scary and weird because he said this on a day where Spanish authorities announced that 18 people had died And more than 300 were rescued from several boats trying to reach the Canary Islands from North Africa. So he looked at a situation in the news where people from the continent of Africa were trying to come across to Europe or to a part of Europe and said, hey, I can make that about FIFA. Yeah, people are dying. How can I make that about FIFA? And he tried to say that by giving us a World Cup every two years, somehow the entire continent of Africa where a lot of people currently live and like living, by the way. I don't know why you have to make it out like people don't want to live there. That apparently would keep people from wanting to leave Africa well, if there's a chance of a would, World you Cup. You give those countries more money, and then if those people have more money, they wouldn't leave. They wouldn't I, want to leave. Yeah, it's, All right, uh, so he's it's very, a very condescending and wrong-headed way of saying all that. This is not about FIFA Wanting to make more money. It's not about that. Billions and billions it's of dollars about and more money. protecting human lives. Let me read you this story 
This is Sports Illustrated from February of last year. Okay. Construction on venues for the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar began immediately after the small Middle Eastern country was awarded the event in December 2010. Since then, more than 6,500 migrant construction workers have died, according to a report from The Guardian that received shockingly little attention. So FIFA... Very interested in saving migrant lives. 6,500 people have died building the venues for the World Cup you are about to watch. Yeah. It's, it's, that story's a year old. Probably more than that now. Listen to me. It is beyond reprehensible that FIFA, number one, does not speak out about that. Does not do anything to sanction Cutter. You know, if they said right now today, it's it's already the year that it's happening. They could say today, we have to scrap this Cutter thing because we can't let this country go on. Sixty five hundred people died building these stadiums. We need to we need to give this to someone else who can actually not have a humanitarian crisis on their hands when they build a soccer venue, and he could have. A number of countries that could instantly step up and say, we can host it for you on the fly. We'll be able to do it, including, of course, the United States. But that's not what they're going to do. What instead FIFA has pointed out, if they've pointed anything out about this, what they've said is it would be a shame for those deaths to have happened and be in vain. It, like by having it here. But remember, Cutter, it was found later, got this. That's. That little scandal we were talking about in the in the fake political ad we made, the scandal was countries are paying under the table to yeah. get the World Cup. Qatar was one of them. And they said, oh, yeah, well, that we know that happened. Russia, too, by the way, they got in 2018. And they said, yeah, yeah, that happened. But, well, now we've built all these stadiums. We can't just let that all go to waste. We're going to have to honor that and, and, and build the world economy is what they always say. We're going to build the game. We're going to build their countries up. Because Cutter needs money, Mike. I don't know if you know that. They are very cash-strapped and poor, that country. They need a bunch of money in Cutter. They they would bring these migrant workers in, and they could not leave. Oh. Working in extreme yes. summer temperatures. A lot I, of these people drop dead because of heat stroke. I would encourage anyone. It's a it's a horrific story, but it's, it is something you should know about. Go, go read up on that, because it was workers who would come from India and Pakistan and other places where they would get there and be told you can work here for six weeks. Give me your visa. Give me your, you know, or, or come here and work. And then I will hold all your paperwork for you while you're working. We will keep that on file in the office. And then after six weeks or whatever, someone would have to leave. Cause you know, kid got sick at back in their country where they live and they'd say, Hey, I need to go home now. And they'd say, Oh, well, unfortunately we're not done with the work. So, if you want to leave and you want your visa to get out of the country, which they had a rule about, you can come in for all you want to leave. You needed certain paperwork. These companies were holding back the paperwork to keep the workers there with a hope that eventually they would get released. It was essentially slavery. So you have slavery of migrant workers coming in, not being allowed to go back. They weren't allowed to leave the country. They were in conditions where they were dropping dead of heat stroke. And where were these people sleeping? They were sleeping in shipping containers, not like you see on Instagram where someone's like, I took a shipping container and turned it into my tiny house. Just a shipping container in 100 degree weather, just sitting there baking. Yeah. 
It, it was horrible. That's how they built these World Cup stadiums. FIFA saying they care about people dying, migrant no, people's it's ridiculous dying due to something in another country is is ludicrous to me that that's the example he gave. I was curious about this because I was thinking the biggest construction project we've probably had in this country is the Hoover Dam. Yeah, can you think of something else that'd be bigger than that? Uh, I probably no. I mean, other than like the interstate system, but that was. Dozens yeah. and dozens of projects, of course, lots of states, right. all that. Right. I, but I, I was thinking about the Hoover Dam because I know there's fatalities with big projects like that. Accidents happen, people fall. It's unfortunate, but it happens. Sometimes you read when they're building these big buildings or stadiums, you'll have a worker that falls, and it's tragic. Of course. Because every life counts. I get it. Hoover Dam, 112 people died building the Hoover Dam. And that sucks. Yeah. 6,500 people? I can't wrap my mind around that. It's an unfathomable number, and it did not have to happen. It happened because there was a a greed factor. Go figure, yet again. Well, why can't they just be honest? Why can't FIFA just say, hey, man, we want to do these every two years because we make more money and other people are going to make a lot of money, too. The the local governments that have the games, the sponsors, the businesses, the the local restaurants, we are coming out, hopefully, of a worldwide pandemic. And these hotels and restaurants need assistance now more than ever. We can provide that assistance with more World Cups. Why can't you just say that? Well, let me just be honest. Let me read you the very first line of FIFA's Wikipedia page and see if you can spot why they don't want to do that. All right, go ahead. FIFA is a non-profit organization. Get out of here. That's ridiculous. That's why. That is that, ridiculous. Of course it's ridiculous and that's why they don't that's why they have to constantly say, "Oh, we are why not." Why isn't there more international pushback on there this? There is. Everyone hates FIFA. Everyone hates FIFA, but they are they are like Ivy on the wall at Wrigley Field. How do you remove just the bad Ivy from Wrigley Field? You'd have to rip it all out. And Everyone says, well, wait, if we ripped it all out, then what's going to come back? Probably more Ivy. <laughs> Just That's what they did last time. They got all the corrupt people, air quotes, out of FIFA. And who replaced right. them? This guy right. who's saying to save lives, we need to kill more people building stadiums. That's, that's how corrupt they are. Big Ten thinking about making big changes. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for road construction on Route 315 North and Southbound at 3rd Avenue. No lanes are blocked, but crews will be working on the median. Please be very careful over here and keep an eye out for those crews on the roadway. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Make this the winter of you with Audible. Listen to the best of what you love, from comedy to wellness to the latest bestsellers, and find it all at Audible with audiobooks, exclusive originals, and popular podcasts. Start listening free when you sign up at audible.com. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. 
This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Columbus Men's Clinic. They have successfully treated thousands of men in Columbus. Today I want to talk to you about ED, erectile dysfunction. It can affect your outlook on life, cause depression. Maybe you're not hitting the microphone like this with your pee-pee, and oh, you'd, you'd like I, to. I see. They have an expert staff, and if you're like a lot of men, you could be having sex the day after your appointment. A treatment plan could involve a variety of treatments to have you performing like you haven't in years. See an expert today to get a program together for you. You'll get a consult, PSA, and T-test, and if medically advised, a testos. If the testos does not work in the office, your visit is free. How do you know if it works in the office? Pokes you in the chin. Call today, 614-300-7400. Visit them online, columbusmensclinic.com slash. I don't even know how you type that out. Just put your pee-pee right on the keyboard. It knows. Is that a, is that some like R-rated ASMR you've got going on there where you're just doing the. What is AM, AMSR? A- ASMR. It's the, it's like the people who do those videos that's like, okay, and then we're going to put the marbles the marbles are going to go in the bag and you have the little you've never oh dude they crank up whatever the compression everything else so you get this very like intense focused hello i'm going to talk in soothing tones and it makes like me when i hear it it makes the skin crawl when i hear it but i know some people really enjoy it okay there are whole websites and youtube channels of that where you can listen to someone some of it's just very innocuous like this is how we make chocolate chip cookies. Mm-mm. And then other ones, it's like, we're going to describe some things that are borderline naughty. Okay. Yeah. But if that's your thing, I let you live. I'm just saying, that's what I figured you doing is just, just doing that on a YouTube channel. Let you live. Rumblings today that the Big Ten is considering eliminating divisions after next season. So we have, uh, you know, East and West. Before that, it was Legends and Leaders. And they're considering doing away with all of that. And the word is that they would have, each team would have three teams that are on the schedule every single year. The rest would be a rotation. And they would cut the conference games down to eight. Yeah, there was a few a, a few different things to take away from there. One is that the three protected games obviously would be good because you could preside, preserve and preside whatever i was going to say you can preserve rivalry games that you want to have but going from nine to eight means maybe ted brought this up maybe there's a chance if this alliance thing is real and they ever get on board with all three of those conferences pac-12 acc and big well, 10 this, scheduling this tells me that it is real well you could take that you could take that and move it into here's a here's our alliance game we have eight conference and we still have our three non-conference that are not affiliated with the, you know, ACC or Pac-12. You know, this, I think, is a signal that there's more change coming in college football. And I think now we look at, you know, schools and say, well, if you're going to add schools, you want to do it in even numbers. And you do away with divisions, you don't really have to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, you can add a school if you want to add a school. You don't have to add two schools. Maybe one's not the best fit for you. But let's discuss this. Because if that happens, 
you know, Michigan, of course, would be one of the teams permanently on the schedule every single year for Ohio State. But this past year, for example, you would have had a situation where you have Ohio State and Michigan playing in the game, and then the next weekend, those two teams would be playing again in the Big Ten championship game. Now, I don't think that's fixing to happen often. Maybe once in a blue moon, once every 10 years or so, that would be the situation. But, you know, you and I were talking before the show, there could be a deal where that first game, you know, the Thanksgiving weekend game, doesn't really matter as much because both of those teams are going to the Big Ten championship game the very next week. Right. And I don't, I really don't know how that would sit. I know there are people that if you ask, just like we talk about with spring football, where you said, you want more football? Yeah. You want spring football? Yeah. And the numbers are, don't really back that up. People don't watch spring football nearly the way they watch NFL or college football, right? But I feel like there would be a lot of people if you asked around Ohio State and Michigan, do you want Ohio State and Michigan to play back-to-back weekends once for the game and then once in the Big Ten Championship? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, man, back-to-back double weekend of that game, awesome. Then you realize... Until you see it in practice. If there's a scenario where both teams got in there undefeated... And every other team had at least one loss. Probably a good chance the first game wouldn't. It would matter for bragging rights. But it really wouldn't even matter for that. Because the real bragging rights would come with who wins the next one. Who wins the Big Ten Championship game. I got to tell you, man. As much as I love a lot of the changes and things that have happened in college football. And I think it's a good thing ultimately. They... I think it would be a mistake to have a way where Ohio State and Michigan could play in the Big Ten Championship game every year. I think that would be bad. That well, would, it wouldn't be every year. Well, the potential would be there every yeah, year. Yes, That's what I, I, mean. I guess. But, but you're, even if it happens once every 10 years, I think that would still not be great. Well, I mean, we don't have time to dive into this right now, but there's there's another way to prevent that. Oh. That is moving the game. No. Well, okay. okay no, I, but, I know what you're saying, but it's still... Yeah, I, I would not... I would not be in favor of that. I would not be in favor of it because then what? You'd have to put it where? All right. We'll talk about it next. We have time. Next segment, we'll talk about it. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Quadruple. And we really struggled offensively also down the... I can't stand Ohio State. I'm not quite sure why I'm here or what I'm doing. Absolute drunken orgies. I want to kiss you. Podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. On campus, coming up at 448, name dropping with Jeff Rimmer at 534. 
Jackets in action tonight against the Flames. Coverage starts 6.30 right here on The Fan. So rumblings today that Big Ten, after this upcoming season, may do away with divisions. And was it after this season, or were they even saying it could happen? It can't happen this season, no, right? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Schedule's, but- schedule's out. They just redid the schedule. That's right. The way they worded it, though, there was something that almost looked like it said, as soon as... Next season, and I don't know if they met... 2023. Got it. Okay. So, they're thinking about doing away with the divisions, East and West, what used to be legends and leaders. And if that happens, they would go to eight conference games, you would have three schools that stay on the schedule every single year, and the rest would rotate. Now, we were talking about that meat chicken game. If you want to keep that the last game of the regular season, there is a chance. Wouldn't happen often, I don't think, but... What happened last year? I mean, I don't know what the tiebreak would have been with Ohio State and Iowa, but there was a good chance last year that the game, as we know it, wouldn't have really mattered because those two teams would go and play for the Big Ten Championship the very next weekend. I know some some fans will hear that and say, it wouldn't have mattered. What do you mean? It's Ohio State and Michigan. If they played twice, they would both matter. And it's like, yeah, but okay, let's say you had a scenario where C.J. Stroud, you know, after the Oregon game, right? Where was that? Right after, was that two weeks after? I can't remember. Remember, he had the bum shoulder. And so they yeah. held him out against Akron, whoever it was. I think it was two weeks after. Yeah. But they, they, they held him out, and he, you know, was able to get better and then looked a lot better when he came back in. I don't ever foresee holding out a quarterback for precautionary reasons in a game like that, but... You could certainly understand where a coach might prioritize. I've got a player who's, you know, 65, 70% back. We wouldn't play him in any other game, but it is the game. It's the Michigan game. Well, if you know there's a second one coming that is the one for all the marbles, and that one determines Big Ten champion, that one determines going to college football playoff most likely, and if there's a tiebreaker or involved, whatever, that doesn't matter to the point that you could just, whoever wins or loses the regular season, game between Ohio State and Michigan, you both will end up in the Big Ten championship game. I could see why a coach or both coaches at the time, whoever they are, might say, I'm going to rest this guy or I'm not going to force him back in yet or we're not going to push him to get him ready. We're going to get him ready for two weeks when it really matters. Those decisions would be just a complete and utter opposite of what I expect out of a rivalry game. Now, I don't think that would happen very often. Of course not. Let's say they go to this model. Of course, Michigan's going to be one of those three teams that never goes off the schedule. I want to keep it the last game of the regular season. You want to keep it the last game of the regular season. But if you want to eliminate that possibility of these two teams playing in back-to-back weeks, there is a way to do that. And that is you move the game. Let me ask you this. If you're going to move that game, let's not discuss whether you want to. Well, yeah, let's say I, right I'm now. Against all that, right, but, yes. but let's say right now for this experiment, we're moving that game. Would you rather just it, you know, rotate, and it's a different time every single year, somewhere in the schedule, or would you like to preserve that specialness of the game, albeit a different kind of specialness, where it's the same thing every single year? And you start the season with the game. Not start the Big Ten season. Labor Day weekend, maybe you could do this Monday night. Ohio State and Michigan. Every single year, first game of the season. I mean, 
I'm not saying I want it. No, I, I understand. I think given if it, if it was that scenario where you had to move it, having it be special as the very first college football game every year would be enticing. You would have that captive audience on Monday night. Or one of the first. Yes, you're saying Labor Day, so not the very first game, but like one of the first games of, of the season, and it's a only one on that day. Yeah, no, no other game is going to be scheduled against that game. Yeah. They wouldn't I, keep it at noon. No, well, that's the other part, right? Is I'm thinking there's a good chance the game is being played in 80-degree weather. Yes, there is. You're right. There's a good chance that it has to be moved tonight just because I don't think it would be a noon game in the middle of you know late August, early September around here. It could be a very, very steamy day in whatever stadium you're in. Yeah, that would that would really cha- that would completely change the dynamic of that game. I would be watching a game where Ohio State would run out there and the helmets would be completely Fair. purely yeah, just no the Buckeyes silver, the there. gray. Yeah, right. There's not a single Buckeye sticker on it. That would just be so bizarre. All of this would be bizarre. This is not. I'm not saying I want this, but I'm trying to think of a way that. You wouldn't have the possibility of these two teams playing back-to-back weeks, well, and this right. game still is special on so the schedule. Then the other answer is, if they do go to this model where there's no divisions for the Big Ten, and it's just the best two teams play at the end, Yeah. then the only other answer is, you say, well, if it happens once every 10 years that both these teams are undefeated, and there's no way that they will either of them can be eliminated by whoever wins or loses that game in the off chance that happens, we live with that. And it's just a weird year. That's what they will say. That's where I'm willing to live with that. I know. I just, I, yeah, I I guess what, here's my bigger question. Why do they not want the divisions? What, what, what the whole reason I believe for the divisions, or at least one of the reasons that was decided was to make it easier to settle on a championship game that would not involve Ohio state and Michigan. Why are we now deciding we want to introduce that as a possibility. I, I think because it adds schedule schedule flexibility and it makes it easier to add schools and teams. Yeah, probably. I think that's what it is. We're, we're coming to a time where, you know, the SEC is obviously going to change with Texas and Oklahoma, and I don't think that's the last domino to fall. Mm. We're in for some big-time yeah. changes. They want the flexibility to add quickly. Yeah, I guess you're right. And, and that's part of the progress of college football. But for me... If the game is not the final regular season game of the year, and if the game is not the decider between who ultimately reigns supreme between Ohio State and Michigan for the entire year, there's just something lost. If you tell me, I agree don't you. worry, next week we're going to play it again. And then, then what? So let's say you win the first one, the game, you dominate it, but you get to play again in the Big Ten championship game, and then the other team wins by a point. You don't take the combined score and say, yeah, but Ohio State dominated the first one. You'd feel awful. Yeah. You'd feel like that game didn't even happen. Well, the other side of that is you beat them twice. Oh, well, yes, That's the of other course. side. Of that. Yes, of course. All right, let me ask you this question. So Ohio State would be one of the teams that never fall off the schedule. What are the other two? Would they be traditional East opponents that we have now, like Penn State or maybe Michigan State? Or would Penn State be one of those schools, but maybe you take an Iowa? Oh, and you say I, there, there's we're going to take one from the West, and that team stays on the schedule. I'm guessing that the Big Ten will want these cross air quotes what they would be now cross divisional matchups. One of those for every one of their protected three. So I'm guessing they are looking at this, saying, "Could we get Michigan and Wisconsin to play every year? Could we get Ohio State and Iowa to play every year, or whatever?" 
And then you still, yeah, I think it would be Michigan, Penn State would would be a game that Ohio State would keep. And then the third one, maybe, maybe Ohio State gets to pull rank and say, yeah, we want Nebraska because we don't think they're going to be very good. But that's a storied, historic program, and we're happy to play against them every year. Maybe that's where they go as opposed to Iowa or Wisconsin. But yeah, I, I could see them wanting to make the West a little bit more of an attractive. What, what the teams that are in the West that get ignored all the time make them more of an attractive partner for the rest of the Big Ten. I'd be willing to take Rutgers on the schedule every single year. <laughs> yeah, just I'd, keep them there. We'll take them. We'll take one for the team. I know That's it's fun. not a West team, but sure, throw them on there. I'm trying to think who they would want. Who would Ohio State want? And, and by the way, are we sure that we have to keep Penn State? I, I know mean, they've been on the schedule forever since they've joined the conference, but kind of done with them. I don't need them anymore. Yeah, but was there a team you'd you'd rather see them play? Other than uh, Michigan is the number one team you want to see the Buckeyes play every year. I assume Penn State. I that's always care. the second best. That's always the second highest you, ticket you or whatever my, you, you want. You know my answer to this. I don't really care who they play as long as they win. Well, I, I agree, but you don't think there'd be something lost if you don't play two of the you know, obviously Michigan's not falling off the schedule, but let's say they just replace the other two games with Purdue and no, I'm Rutgers. To, I'm not saying to put dog teams on there, but, you know, I think if we played Wisconsin every single year, that'd be fun. Who's to say that Penn State has to be that school? Why can't Wisconsin be that school? Why can't Iowa be that school? Yeah, I think the Big Ten will, I think the other part of that is what will, Penn State will say, we want Ohio State. We want them every year. And that's one of our two rivals. We're keeping them and you know if they're going to keep Michigan too I don't know at some point you're going to run out of schools that all want to play each other I get it but if I never have to hear wow 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 again <laughs> from Penn State yeah. or have a bag of piss thrown at me no from the Nittany Lion fans I think we'll be all right yeah now my wife just throws bags of piss at me all the time well that's because she knows me I do that on bag of piss Thursdays here but speaking of bags of piss are we are we doing traffic here are we just playing oh, fart geez. noise <laughs> Is she there? Is she ready? Or should I just waste some more time? I'll play more farts. She's, she's ready to go, but you can oh. still play fart okay, noises. Good. Okay. Yeah. On yeah. campus, coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on Hudson Street at 4th Street. It is causing backups in that area. Please be careful about a 10 to 15 minute slowdown as they try to get the roadway clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on fresh asparagus, just $1.99 a pound now through February 1st. Fresh Time Market, get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. There is a potential this weekend. I'm reading this story. 
for uh, lots of snow and wind in the Northeast. Nor'easter sure. is perhaps coming, and that sucks, but it's a part of winter, especially in the Northeast. But I love this headline that I just saw. A bomb cyclone with the power of a hurricane will unleash snow and blizzard-like conditions this weekend. And the story goes on to say how pretty much you should cut off your own leg and eat it right now to prepare for this storm. (laughs) And yet I know a couple days before the storm hits, we're going to see all the footage on the news of people buying out the stores, water, toilet paper. There's nothing left. And the tone from those anchors is going to be, can you believe how stupid these people are? Don't why, panic. Why are they buying all this stuff? Don't panic. You can wipe your ass. What are we doing? Well, when they see headlines like bomb cyclone is coming, right. what do you expect these people to do? Yeah, I don't really understand that. And I don't blame people who are saying, yeah, if I have to be holed up in my house, even for three or four days, I'd prefer to make sure I'm not running out of anything I want. Now, some people take it to a level we have saw with the pandemic when it started where you had people in Costco fighting. No, they were trying I know to put that, three rolls you know of toilet, three of those giant do, things of toilet paper All in. these headlines do are scare people. And then we see the news footage with people saying, why are they so scared? Right. Why are they scared? Because you scared them. Yes, you're, you're right. We we don't take into account the the power the words have coming from the media in situations like this. If I'm an old lady and I see a headline that says bomb cyclone is coming for me this weekend... I'm terrified. Maybe see, like even nor'easter is not as scary as bomb cyclone. Like any weather phenomenon that's, that's not going to get the clicks. Well, I know, you but put if you bomb say it's, it's a nor'easter coming in with a no, going to be a a big cold spinny thing. That's like what I call atomic it. Not a bomb with snow. I wouldn't call it bomb anything. Bomb cyclone, bomb tornado, bomb. No, 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 no. Just get rid of bomb on campus. Common man in T bones. On campus, the latest college sports news and notes. Bone. Well, man, some big news out of college basketball. Louisville men's basketball coach Chris Mack is out after less than four years leading the Cardinals program. He confirmed this to reporters outside the facility Wednesday. Had a meeting with school officials. Hired in 2018. Of course, he was a huge get at the time. Left Xavier, his alma mater, to go on and go to Louisville. Everyone thought that was a can't-miss hire and. While they they did do some very good things there, and while he started out well, things have gone not great since. They're Uh, under investigation, too, by the NCAA, are they not? I believe you are correct. So they were one and done in the 2019 NCAA tournament. Had a 24-7 and record in 2020 when the pandemic happened, and we never got to find out what that team will be. UD fans are very upset, and they feel so bad for anyone who didn't get to find out what the potential of their team would be in that year. I'm sure, sure they're very sad. But then last year, Louisville went 13 and seven due to multiple scheduling cancellations and COVID pauses, and ultimately they didn't get invited to the tournament. They only played in 20 games. So then they he that led eventually Mac to make a bunch of charter, uh, changes on his uh, coaching staff and. It's been downhill ever since, you're right. And then there's investigations, everything else. He's owed more than $12 million if this is technically a firing, but might be a situation instead where they are moving on mutually, and that allows him maybe to uh, keep some of that money, but not all of it. 
Anyway, more to come there. I also saw, for what it's worth, the uh, CBS Sports article that was posted by David Cobb that said, you know, who are the top candidates to replace Chris Mack? The picture they have on that article is of the Holt man. So just be ready, Buckeye fans. That's what's coming. They're gonna. That's going to be the story until Louisville uh, decides yeah. on what to do. All is right. that he? I'm just saying his name's going to be involved right. because he's a big name coach. And I don't really get why Louisville's a bigger job than Ohio State, but I'm a homer. I get that. Dick Vitale, speaking of college basketball, he announces he will not return to ESPN broadcast this season. This is due to uh, vocal issues that he's been having. He has uh, dysplasia of the vocal cords, and his doctor told him, hey, the more you talk, the worse this is going to get. So he said he's going to shut it down for the rest of the season, and I can't blame him at all. He's in his 80s, right? Yes, he's in his 80s. health problems. You're in your 80s. I understand that, you know, being Dickie V is part of his identity, but... At this point, just shut it down. Take right. care of yourself. Shut it down. You can still enjoy the game of college basketball. It's not going anywhere. Well, he the thing is, he needs surgery to fix this issue, but he can't do that while his vocal cords are inflamed. Yeah. So they're trying to get him to, you know, the less he talks, the less that inflammation will be. They believe that will get that issue to go down enough that they can do the surgery. But then he says in this statement... His doctor is very optimistic that this can be successfully treated and have me strong for the 2022-2023 season on okay. ESPN. All right. I, I Let him live, man. I don't know why you want to do that after all of it. I would want to enjoy the last years of my life for however long he has, hopefully many, many more years. I would want to enjoy that without having to constantly show up and do a job. Uh, by the way, I was looking at the uh, big board for college basketball. CBS Sports putting that out. Kyle Boone has his top 50. Jaden Ivey, he has slotted into the first spot overall from Purdue, who has been playing a monster season for him, of course. He is an excellent player. Paolo Bancaro from Duke has moved down to two, and Chet Holmgren from the Zags of Gonzaga, number three. I would see where EJ Liddell is. He has him 40th right now, so seemingly a solid draft pick. We'll see if the uh, you know rest of the Big Ten season NCAA tournament would allow him to move up higher on those lists. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing slowdowns on Hudson Street at 4th Street. Traffic is still backed up in this area as they try to get the roadway clear. Plan on slowdowns and please be cautious in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers lowdown payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer. Coming up at 534, Jackets at home for the Flames tonight. Coverage starts 630, puck drops 7. 
Catch all the action right here on The Fan. To get us in the mood, we have turned our on-air studio into an ice rink. It is literally freezing Will in here right stop now. stop it? It's very comfortable. I have, I, oof, they could cut very, glass right now, my very friend. Very comfy. Chilly in here. Oof. Is that what? I'm fine. <laughs> what? Uh, Byron Leftwich is reportedly set to land the Jacksonville job, which... Makes all the sense in the world to me. Absolutely. You know, I thought if Urban didn't get that job last offseason, that it made sense for him then. He's a former player in that organization. He's had great success as the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Seems like a perfect fit. There are also rumblings that they had other top choices, Jacksonville did, that turned him down. Yeah, I don't really understand why... Like I don't get why Byron Leftwich would be a backup choice for you. I don't either, but I've said this for years about like Sandy Alomar, where for years, every single year, Sandy Alomar would go in and interview for managerial jobs and would never get anything. And I just, I wondered, like, is he walking in there with just knee savers on and nothing else? (laughs) Like he's just completely (laughs) naked. Says, I want to be your manager. Well, he has to have like. Somehow he has like a batting glove stapled to his butt, so that's there, and then like big like mask on and, yeah. and hat. But then, but yes, no chest protector, no clothes. You remember those knee savers he used of to course, wear yes, on yes. his calves? Right, every a lot of guys wore them back in the day. Yeah, but he was the champion. Yes. Well, all I know is it would make all the sense in the world, like you said, for the Jags to make that move. So. It's that's not surprising to me, given how poor of an organization they've been over the years, that they are. Only doing this after interviewing like other people and saying, we would rather have that guy. Oh, but never mind. It's not going to work out. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. So the Baseball Hall of Fame said David Ortiz is the only guy to get in. David Ortiz on the first ballot got 77.9% of the vote. You need 75 to get in. So he gets in. Barry Bonds did not get in. 66% is what he got. Final year on the ballot for him. Roger Clemens, same deal. 65.2%. 65.2%. Who is the person voting for Barry Bonds who is not voting for Roger Clemens? I don't I don't understand that. That one makes at no all. sense to me. Yeah. Uh Scott Rowland got 63.2% of the vote. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> he is trending towards getting in. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's at 63.2%. And he's got some years left on the ballot. I don't understand Scott Rowland. I really don't. I mean, I said the other day that I didn't think there was any way in hell Todd Helton was a Hall of Famer. I would put Todd Helton in the Hall of Fame before I put Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame. I agree with you. I I just don't get it. I don't understand the fascination with Scott Rowland. No, I don't really understand it either. But what I also don't understand is the people who have today suddenly turned into, uh, I don't know, people who are shocked over the fact that the baseball writers run all of this. They are inconsistent with how they apply their standards. They are inconsistent on what they seem to accept and what they don't. And that this is a gigantic club and there are gatekeepers. I've heard that phrase a lot today. Oh, the gatekeepers won't let Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens in. Yeah, it's called the Hall of Fame. That's by its nature going to have a selection and elimination process. It's supposed to be exclusive. Now, you and I have talked about this a lot. Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds... They are guys that definitely, it appears, especially in Barry Bonds' case, cheated. Although we're pretty sure Roger Clemens, too. Oh, yes. We're we're very 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 sure. sure. Right. But 
if if your rule is I don't want to put anybody in that I know I that I believe cheated, fine. I don't know how you'd quite square up David Ortiz in that scenario because there's also the 2003 you know report that got leaked where you're not supposed to consider it, but he was popped for something PED related. Well, We've never found out what it they're was. They're saying the test was inconclusive. Well, that's what Rob Manfred is saying now, years and years after the fact, that, well, maybe it was inconclusive. There, there's nothing really certain saying he clearly didn't do this. It's, it's very, it, it looks like there's a potential that could have happened as well. And I guess what I'm getting to is we know the baseball writers have weird standards and they don't stay consistent. So you shouldn't be shocked that today this has happened. The only thing that's shocking is that perhaps some of these guys didn't reverse course after nine years to then say, all right, punishment over, you're in. Yes, I I thought they were going to get in. Um, I am not shocked by this. And it's not even necessarily because baseball writers are stupid. Baseball writers share the same inconsistencies that all human beings share when they vote on any issue. Right? I've I've met plenty of people that I know go to church and they vote for terrible people. And they will justify it in their mind why they do that. This is a person issue. This is a people issue, not well, a baseball it, writer issue. Well, there's that part too. I I do think that if Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds were more likable, there would be more, not not everyone, there would be more people who say, that was a long time ago, look at the time. I am of the opinion that the Hall of Fame should reflect the times that the players played in, right? So there are plenty of guys who use steroids in this time. doesn't justify cheating, but what it does say is, that's an era of baseball we can't deny. You're, you're exactly right. And, you know, I, I came to terms with this a couple years ago. Because, you know, I took this very seriously at the time, and I still do, I guess, to a certain point, even though baseball and I have divorced and we don't share custody of the kids. Mm, I didn't know that. Well, yes, I don't want Bob, anything Bob to do Costas with Bob Costas is the child of you and baseball. That's fine. He's bleeding from the eyeballs. He has eye Zika. Yes. But what was I going to say? You've oh, lost your love of baseball. But. No, no, no. What I, what I was going to say is I had to set some standards for myself. And I, the standards I set were if Major League Baseball suspended you for cheating at any time during your playing career, to me, that disqualifies you from the Hall of Fame. We saw that with A-Rod. We've seen that with Manny Ramirez. Both of those guys served suspensions, not once but twice. Yeah. We I did think- not see that with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. I know what they did. They know what they did. But they were not punished by Major League Baseball when they played. Well, and you can say that's a technicality or that's a cop out. But the reality of is, it's a cop. I mean, this is all a technicality. Well, that's and a what cop I mean. Out. Like, this is an exclusive is club. What are we talking about here? Well, and, and right, and you've set your standard at a certain place. I'm I'm surprised by the people today who are saying I can't believe the baseball writers didn't set their standard at my standard. I can't believe the baseball writers. Well, yeah, and that's shame on you, people. Then. That's ridiculous. You, you have to know that's. It's obviously there's a lot of guys who vote for this. A lot of people who vote for this. Should players have more of a say? What's the okay? Sure, fine. Uh, what's the solution then? First of all, no one's more petty than a major league baseball player. Oh, you want to yeah. talk about guys wouldn't vote for guys they just didn't like? Leave it in the hands of players and see who gets in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. The players should have some. What say. do you want to do? Understand. An online fan vote like the All Star Game? Is right. that what you want? I could understand having some having the players have some percentage of a vote. You know, but I, I don't 
I know you're still going to have these issues because at the end of the day, this is a club based on arbitrary decisions yes. on who's good and who's and not. human beings are flawed. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, just look at it from now. When, at, when People who are playing now today, superstars today, when they retire and they have their time go by and they show up on the ballot, would it be fair of a baseball writer to say, I don't vote for anybody who hits under 260 for the Hall of Fame? Well, that... That would make sense for many, many years of baseball. Now, there's a lot of guys who probably, if their careers keep going the way it will, are going to be up for consideration for the Hall of Fame as hitters who are hitting under 260. Yes. So it doesn't make sense to just apply a ridiculous or a, a, an arbitrary standard like that and then not look at the time and place that you're dealing with. But that's what Major League Baseball writers have done, and that is why those two guys are not in. Kurt Schilling also did not get in, got 58 58- Point six percent of the vote. He was trending towards getting in, and then he said, "I don't want to get in. Take me off the ballot." <laughs> and if he was trying to reverse jinx it, uh, well, bad news, it didn't work. Enough of the writers said, "Your wish is granted." <laughs> so he did not get in. <laughs> Baker Mayfield announces that he is taking a break from social media to focus on his family because things are too toxic for him. Of course, he can't just stop posting. No. We have to have a passive-aggressive statement about why he's not on social media anymore. So if you're living and dying by Baker's posts, you'll just have to wait. Yeah, I know some people have looked at this and said, man, Baker Mayfield had to jump off Twitter. Social media is toxic. And again, I would say, are you also the ones who were shocked that the Baseball Writers Hall, yeah. the Baseball Writers Association has a little bit of a this, prickly the nature. The theme of this show is obvious things with Common Man and T-Bone. <laughs> right. Yeah, social media is toxic. I agree with you 100%. And if you don't need that toxicity in your life, I don't need it in my life half the time. And I have tried over the years to not be as online as I used to be. I don't think that warrants a statement. I don't think that is something you have to go out and tell everyone. That's just me. If Baker wants to put a statement out every day saying, day 47, I'm still not on social media, go right ahead. It's his life. Let him live it how he wants to. But I do think it's weird, and I think it's just kind of a, look at me. You're not going to be able to sleep at night not knowing what's going on with me, so I will make sure to tell you. That's one of the reasons Baker annoys me. And he's bad. Well, that's the main reason he, can he be all me. as annoying yes, as he wants of course. if he's throwing touchdowns. Absolutely. A uh, report says the Big Ten is considering eliminating divisions. No more East and West after this upcoming season. They'll just do, you know, two best teams, record-wise, play for the conference championship game. You would keep three opponents on your schedule every single season, the same three. You'd cut this down to eight conference games, and you would rotate the other five games. There yeah. seems to be some some good smoke to this. Yeah, I've seen it posted a lot of places all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, One of the main things that could come of this, obviously, is the potential that you have two Ohio State-Michigan games in a given year. You could have the, the in back-to-back weeks. Right, and I, I think that would make it lose some specialness. I'm If they are dead set on eliminating the divisions, that's a natural possibility that can occur. And while, yes, that sounds good in theory, oh, two Ohio State-Michigan games instead of one, it could be weird if both teams are undefeated going into the game. What used to be the final regular season game of the year would still be probably in this case. But know that no matter what they do, they're going to play again next week. Well, there's that, a way out of that. I know, Move, and I don't like move it. Move the game. I don't like I that don't, either. I don't like it either.
I hate all of it. I I don't think you'd have that situation often. Maybe you just deal with the weirdness. That's Those probably years. what they will do is right. deal with the weird. And, and I'll tell you, the Big Ten, they love being able to go tell their television partners, we could do this every other year. It could be two Ohio State-Michigan games instead of one. Think about that when you sign up for the new contract. Like they're They love marketing that. I'm just saying in practice, I don't think it's that good for the game. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. There's an achievement that we have to celebrate, and we'll do it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of Hudson Street at 4th Street. All lanes have reopened in that area. We'll plan on some residual slowdowns as traffic continues to recover. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Happy to be wrong, which is good because they're always wrong. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer. It's coming up at 534. There is an achievement that I think we have to celebrate. Flyers defenseman Keith Yandel set the all-time record for consecutive games played last night with 965. It's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive considering, A, hockey, tough sport. All right? Yeah. Things happen to you. You get hurt. He's a defenseman. Not like that matters. All these guys get hurt. No, but defensemen tend to be a little bit more in the line of fire. I get what you're saying. We also are still in this time, unfortunately, hopefully coming out of it, where sometimes guys had to miss games because they were standing next to someone else who tested positive. Yeah. And the fact that this guy has kept playing through all of that. Now, a lot of that is just luck, too, being in the right place at the right time, having a body that you know, just doesn't get hurt very easily. I'm sure he's banged up, but I'm talking about torn ligaments, stuff like that. But what an achievement that is. 965 consecutive games. Yeah, I, I don't take anything away from what he's accomplished. And, and like you said, the COVID aspect of this should get you in, not whatever the opposite is of an asterisk that is like, you know, an asterisk typically is a negative thing. This would be the opposite of that of, Look, not only was this difficult to achieve, but it happened in one of the most difficult times for something like this to occur because anything could knock you out for COVID reasons. But this is a guy, when you go back and read some of the games he's played through, yeah, I always feel like it's worth reminding people that if Cal Ripken had broken his leg, right, there's nothing he can do about that if that happened. So, or it tore an ACL or whatever, you... You can't just go out and play on certain injuries. And same here for Keith Yandel. But he did get popped in the face once with a puck, knocked out a bunch of his teeth. He had to have dental surgery. 
but then showed up the next day and got on the ice and played Pretty after good. all that happening. And yeah, he, he talked about his mentality and basically said, yeah, it's what hockey players do. You just show up, you just keep showing up. And right, I mean, like you said, there is a bit of good fortune that plays into it because some injuries you just can't play through. But the ones that you can, he played through every single one of them, and that is commendable. People are crapping on me because I don't like Scott Rowland for the no. Hall of Fame. Scott Rowland, by the way, good, very good player. Not a Hall of Famer. Now, look, I'm aware that you know Scott Rowland, I think, gets extra credit because he played third base and played it well. Sure. All right, so you look at his numbers maybe a little bit differently than you would look at an outfielder's numbers. But let's play a game. Go to baseballreference.com if you're at home. Mm-hmm. Type in Scott Rowland's numbers. They are respectable, very good numbers, excellent career, 17 years. I already know what you're going to say. Not a Hall of Famer. Lifetime batting average of 281. Um, Which today is like you're leading yeah, the that's league fine. in batting. That's fine. Right. Uh, hits, just over 2,000 hits. 2,077 hits. Home runs, 316. RBI, just shy of 1,300. If you want to look at numbers, for numbers' sake. Because I'm always told that numbers are all that matters until you throw numbers at someone that they don't like, and then it's about more than numbers. <laughs> it's about right. how we played the hot corner. Right, Sure. Go look at Maglio Ordonez's numbers that wasn't on he wasn't on the ballot for more than five seconds. Compare them to Scott Rowland. Go look at Ellis Burks' numbers and mm. go compare them to Scott Rowland. And you tell me that Scott Rowland's a Hall of Famer. Well, one thing I thought you would bring up, but it's okay that you didn't. Um, usually when you go look at Hall of Famers numbers or borderline Hall of Famers numbers. There's something they do on baseball reference that allows you to denote who was the best in any of these categories, RBI, stolen bases, home runs. Did they lead the league ever in any of these categories? When you see that, there's a bolded number that shows this was their high career number, but also it led the league. And there's not one of those that I can see on his list. So no. Never once did he lead the league in any notable statistical category. That doesn't. That's not the only preclusion, right? It's like, if you didn't do that, you can't be in the Hall of Fame. The argument for him, I think, would be, A, the longevity. Okay. And, and a consistent, high-level quality of play. We talked about a few weeks ago, or at least I brought up Andre Iguodala, and how I could see him possibly being an NBA or a you know professional basketball Hall of Famer someday because he won in multiple championships and has had this long career that is as long as anybody I can remember playing basketball and been really good for a long time. But he's in the same boat, and I think that's fair to bring up here that you know Scott Rowland has not really ever been the best at his position. I wouldn't say maybe maybe you could say best at his position, but definitely not an MVP candidate. Well, the best he ever finished was, I think, fourth. But see, here's why the inconsistency bothers me. Because they'll say, the Scott Rowland defenders, well, but he's got eight gold gloves. First of all, gold gloves, popularity contests. Let's not talk about the validity of gold gloves. But if you want to throw fielding in my face, 
and then tell me that Omar Vizquel is not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, You're out right. of your freaking mind. Yeah, I think this is where it gets a bit in the weeds, right? Well, he right? did it for a long time. Didn't do it longer than Omar. Nope. Wasn't a better fielder than Omar. Doesn't have as many hits as Omar. Omar Vizquel is knocking on the door of 3,000 hits. Yeah. And and the argument then comes, oh, yeah, but he played for a long time. Yeah, is uh, there's there's an argument to be made for being in the league a long time, but to those to that point when you look at the I numbers that he puts up, longevity is a positive now. Now it's not. No, no, no. I'm saying longevity is a positive, but then when you look at the numbers that Scott Rowland puts up, you go, well, why aren't they higher? And when Omar Vizquel has higher numbers as far as hits go, it's like, wow, well, yeah, but he was in Omar the league for a long time. Omar Vizquel has uh, over 2,800 hits, lifetime batting average of 272. How many gold gloves he win? I got to look at this. Scott Rowland, by the way, is 2,077. 11 hits. gold gloves for Omar Vizquel. Right. If you're going to put Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame, then congratulations. Aramis Ramirez is a Hall of Famer, too. They played the same position. I know Aramis Ramirez doesn't have eight gold gloves, but the offensive numbers are pretty much the same. <laughs> that is pretty fascinating. Yeah. I didn't, I hadn't considered that his, his numbers are that low given how long he played. That, that is something to very much take into account. And, and, like, and like you said, at no point in his career was he the best at anything. Oh, he's a very good. Very he, good. He was an very MVP. good. I said he wasn't ever an MVP candidate. He finished fourth one year. I think that counts you as an MVP candidate. Yeah, but that, was, that was the high watermark for his entire career. Yeah. Never finished better than 24th in MVP voting after that. Yeah, that's that's it's hard to really sell that one. I mean, that that year that he finished that high in MVP voting, 34 home runs, 124 driven in. Oh, you're nitpicking. 314 batting average. Yes. That, that's that is a Hall of Fame season. If you did if you, that if like you 5 or that, 6 or 7 years. <laughs> you yeah. 8 years, you're right. <laughs> that's a that's you're a pretty good level of play right there. Keep that up for a while and you'd be in the Hall of Fame. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident causing some slowdowns on 670 Westbound before Neal Avenue. Traffic is slow from I-71 in this area as they try to get things clear. Plan about a five-minute slowdown as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. T-Bones, Name Dropping, with the biggest name dropper of them all, the CBJ's Jeff Remmer. Sponsored by Buyers Imports by the Airport. Every single Wednesday this here time, we talk to our guy, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. It's Name Dropping with Jeff Remmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Rimmer is in the booth, getting ready for the game tonight. Hello, Rims. And uh, good afternoon, guys. Got to tell you right off the top, uh, I was listening off the, the top of the show at 3 o'clock today, as I normally do, and uh, you were talking about uh, nicknames, and specifically Roger Clemens and his phone call 
apparently, to uh, Kerry Wood. Well, with Calgary in town, uh, Daryl Sutter, uh, who I go back with to Alberta. In fact, all the Sutters, the six of them, Richie and Ronnie, the uh, twins, and Brian, and Daryl, and Dwayne. Uh, a nice chat here this morning at 9 o'clock with Daryl. And, uh, hey, I'll let you in on a little secret, all right? I've never right. told you this, and, you know, I'll kind of make fun a little bit of myself. You know what my nickname was in high school? No, please tell me. Buffalo Cheeks. <laughs> First story, well, what's, what's the backstory? Well, the backstory is that everybody from Daryl Sutter to uh, John Davidson, uh, who, of course, I uh, went to high school with, all the hockey guys and the college uh, uh, and high school football guys, they all used to call me Buffalo Cheeks. And it wasn't that I was heavy by any stretch of the imagination, but I did have the big cheeks going. So I was known as Buffalo Cheeks. Well, you were, you were heavy then as well, no, no. and then you lost no, no. a bunch of weight. What do you mean, no, no? No, no, no. he got well, heavier, he's saying, after high school. Right? No, is, that, got, is that what you're saying, Rims? I got heavier in Montreal when my wife got pregnant with our first child, and I kind of gained a lot of weight then, too. Because in those days, working in Montreal, I did the morning sports, uh, then went to a press conference in Montreal. You always got a great meal at lunch. Then I'd go home, grab some sleep, because I'd be at the ballpark. And, of course, hey, sitting in the press box with all the food and a meal, and then uh, a post-game meal while I was waiting for Gary Carter to finish uh, whatever he was doing in the clubhouse to drive home home at midnight so yeah i put on a lot of pounds all right what do you want to do you want to talk about the senators game or gloss right over that and talk about the flames tonight whatever you want to talk about no i want to know what you want to talk about i've got a lot to talk about today so you just throw the questions at me we'll get the name dropping because (laughs) i want to spend some time on that too all right flames flames tonight what do the jackets have to do to right the ship get back in the win column tonight well for for one uh, this will be the first game since opening night that they've got a full complement of players. Everybody is healthy on the roster. Touch wood, and hopefully I don't jinx them with that. Uh, they're going to have to have their big boy pants on because Daryl Sutter's team is a very physical team. They've got Branson uh, on the blue line who loves to throw the hits and certainly can uh, uh, drop them with anybody. And, of course, I haven't even mentioned uh, Milan Lucic, but they also have a very, very highly skilled top line that picked up 10 points in a 7-1 win. Uh, over uh, St. Louis on Monday. So the Jackets are going to have to respond because it really wasn't a great effort against Ottawa. Elvis gave them a chance to win, but they've got to find a way to get the puck to the back of the net. Rims, the power play has not been good. 15 goals and 100 opportunities this season. That's not going to get the job done. It's 28th ranked power play in the league right now. This is not unfamiliar, right? I mean, we've had this storyline going for quite some time. How how do they fix this? Or... You know, is it possible to even fix something like this mid-season? Is this something that needs to just be completely broken down and that involves, you know, a different <laughs> different players, different skill sets being mixed together? How do you see this ultimately getting resolved with the power play in this organization? Well, T-Bone, if you remember the early part of the season, it looked like uh, they found the ales to the power play because they got off to a great start. And, of course, the record uh, went along with that power play and winning 12 of the first what, 18 games, but uh, they're dry, and and I think when Patrick Liney went out in Colorado and missed two months, he's trying to regain his form. The skilled players have got to get it done. Jake Voracek has one goal. 
Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, uh, although he's picking up points, isn't anywhere near where he needs to be. And the skilled players have got to get it done. Can they do it? Absolutely they can do it. Although, having said that, tonight against Calgary, they got one of the top ten penalty-killing units. But they are capable. Now, they've turned around the penalty kill. Much improved. They were down 28-29 in the league. They're now uh, in uh, the top half on the penalty kill. And they've got to write the power play, and they certainly can do that. And uh, I expect they will. Name Dropping with Jeff Rimmer, brought to you by Rimmer's Friends, Buyers Imports by the Airport. Would you like to talk about your friends, Rims? Always, always. I was there on Monday. I uh, got the salt off my car, uh, visited uh, with a number of people in uh, the various dealerships. Remember, uh, Buyers Imports by the Airport, if you're looking for whatever it is, a Porsche, Subaru, Audi, and uh, it's great to see them delivering cars and all new 19, or excuse me, 20 22 models yep. remember what year it is rims yeah i'll remember and uh yeah i'm just thinking back to my days in high school i'm, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> yeah, in right. that mode can i ask rimmer about cars like do you i know you've got the the buyer stuff down but like back in the day rimmers in high school what what was the car you had your eye on or maybe you actually had a a cool car in high school what, what were you driving or what did you want to drive he wanted the covered buggy I didn't have I didn't have a, a car in high school, but I, I did uh, make my first purchase of a new car, and it was a Toyota. Is it the Celica or Celica, depending Celica. on if you're in Canada or the oh, U.S. The, is, you know, that a, is it a Celica yeah. up there? I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, Neil yeah. Celica. Does the stuff for the, <laughs> no, that's the Neil crew? Neil Sika, Neil Sika. <laughs> no, not Neil Sedaka. You get the hell out of here. All right, let's do name dropping. What do you have? Well, I got a great name for you today, and uh, I've been thinking about it uh, here for the last several days because I've been waiting for Barry Bonds to uh, officially enter the Hall of Fame. And I got to tell you, one night, and and listen, I've interviewed baseball players, and some of them are great, and some of them are total, you know what's. But uh, on this night, and of course, I was in the. Uh, National League and uh, had a chance to interview Barry Bonds on a couple of occasions, but I had a special night with him. One night we were in San Jose and we didn't televise that game. And of course he was playing for the San Francisco Giants and he and his wife were in the press box and not televising that game. I just happened to get the seat right next to Barry. And we just had a great night talking hockey and talking baseball and uh, I'm disappointed he's not in the Hall of Fame. He is certainly worthy of, uh, of Hall of Fame recognition. And, uh, yeah, I was Why was he in the press box? Night. Well, uh, I guess they couldn't find him a seat. The San Jose Sharks were sellouts uh, every single night. They were tough tickets. And uh, I guess either he didn't want to sit uh, in the crowd or uh, they didn't have a seat for him in the crowd or a suite. And he sat right next to me for an entire hockey game. And I couldn't have had a better time. And he couldn't have been more of a gentleman. And his wife was nice, too. Uh, is there is there another player, perhaps a player that you think should be in the Hall of Fame that, that perhaps tried to kick your ass at some point that you well, I'm glad you like to up, talk about? <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Pete Rose because, uh, as I've said many times before, uh, Gary Carter, uh, my late great friend, I uh, invited my wife uh, and I to his Hall of Fame induction at Cooperstown. And uh, what was sad to see was to see Pete Rose not in the Hall of Fame or at the Hall of Fame or at the festivities, but at the end of the street, the main street in Cooperstown, signing autographs. Uh, I just think that was beneath him. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously, he's not going to get there. 
But I think uh, eventually you're going to see Roger Clemens and uh, Barry Bonds in. But uh, I, I don't know why they're not in here in this final year. And I thought the writers at least, uh, even Jason Stark, uh, your regular guest on the show, expected the two of them to be in there and even uh, uh, maybe one or two more. But fact of the matter is they didn't get in. And uh, in Barry Bonds' case, arguably one of the best players of all time. All right, Rims. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. That was quick. I thought it was going to be longer than that. Well, Name, I can gotta, stay until no. 7 o'clock. Go away. Go away. No, no. What happened? How is he still here? Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for ramp restrictions. An entry crash on the ramp to Neal Avenue from westbound 670. Police are on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but please be very careful and plan on some heavy slowdowns in this area. Striving Report is sponsored by Audible. Make this the winter of you with Audible. Listen to the best of what you love, from comedy to wellness to the latest bestsellers. Find it all at Audible with audiobooks, exclusive originals, and popular podcasts. Start learning free when you sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man. How's it going? going Glad great. that you're here. Yeah. Going great. I got a busy night tonight. Whoa, boy, I'm going to need a pack of cigarettes. Huh? What? Such a busy night. I'm going to work what so you do hard. When you're busy. You just I need to start, smoke when you it's pick done. Pick up a bad habit. <laughs> Is that oh, what you, you do? Know, long twelve-hour like, oh, day. Oh man, it's a boy. It's a grueling oh. shift. Busy, busy day here. Gotta I'm going to start. I'm going to start running on railroad tracks if I'm not careful. Like that's just a bad thing to do. Why would you do that? I told you why. Because I'm I'm stressed out. Long, hard days work. It's got to turn to some of my vices when it's over. Did you have you ever smoked a cigarette? Like in your whole life, have you smoked a cigarette? Life. You know, when I was in high school, I had the cigarette in my hands. I was on the back porch. I yeah. was ready to do it, mm-hmm. and I didn't go through with it. Really? <laughs> I was really. I was that much. Of that kid. Did you ever? I've never smoked a cigarette in my whole life. Never did it my whole life. When I was working in... Oh, bad bone. When I was working... No, when I was working in Dayton, I worked (laughs) with a lot of old radio guys, and they all smoked. Of course they did. And so I thought, like, this was what I thought. It was late at night, because I worked these horrible graveyard shifts doing Dayton Dragons baseball games until 11 p.m. Midnight, 1 a.m. Dragons are the best, man. No, but I had to sit... Pay your dues. Yeah, of course. I I know. But as I'm driving back from there to here, because I still lived in Columbus when I did that... Car smoking? Well, I thought, Uh, I'm going to roll the window down, and it's going to be cold anyway. I need to air on my face. Look at you. I thought, I'll I'll grab a pack of cigarettes, and I'm going to try one on the way there. And so I, like, you know, stood outside of the car... I took a couple puffs and was like, yeah, okay. I'm not really into that. And that was it. You big liar. You're addicted. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're right. You're hooked. I, I told I the story. Now. I think it was yesterday <laughs> on Instagram. I put a you know a little photo of what I was listening to. It's nice to see you on Instagram. Well, by the thank way. you. But uh, my friend Ben Meyer in high school, his mom used to let him smoke these thin cigars because somehow he convinced his mom <laughs> that. It was not bad for him. Are we good, talking like a swish? Are we talking like a swisher sweet or a, a black and mild? Like, what, are we, what, what are we, we talking? I, I don't know what here? the hell it was called, but it was a thin cigar. Wow, thin cigar. Now, as an yeah. adult, pink panther. As an adult, now I know how stupid his mom was. <laughs> yeah, but he used to smoke those all the time. I probably inhaled secondhand a ton of those and things. You never partook. No, I'm sure he was always offering. Right. Sure. Yeah. You know what? And I, I don't say this to my own horn. I just didn't care what other people thought. Still don't to this day. Peer yeah. pressure did not affect me. Yeah. Well, I always, obviously, I knew smoking was not a good thing to get into. So I, I never did it. The only reason I was going to do it is because someone at school gave me the cigarette. And all it was about was being fitting into that crowd it, right it's purely yeah. you were a that. huge weed smoker what? though oh huge. god massive no <laughs> no yeah <laughs> now here's the the thing is though i i did not like cigarettes at all but like a cigar i had i have smoked cigars off and on like a just one maybe in a couple years span when you were 15 have, years old were you smoking no, cigars like no, ben meyer no. <laughs> no but i i had one once like a buddy was getting married i tried one i was like oh okay i'll i'll do that and that's like a once in a while, you're at a special occasion thing, someone might give you one. Or you're having like a nice glass right. of bourbon, someone has one. But even that now, it's like I can't. You don't can't have do stuff. You don't have the, because you have a, I know, a massive three garage house with <laughs> extra rooms. You didn't dedicate one of those rooms where it's just filled up with humidors. Oh, and- no, no, no. <laughs> You've no, got, I've got your fine spirits, you know, on the have, shelves in there. I too. once had a tiny humidor that you could fit like five mm-hmm. or ten cigars in, and then I struggled to keep it full, and then I didn't know how to keep the humidity level. It's all too much. It's too much science. Throw it out. You know what's interesting about me is that I would never smoke a cigar. If you give me a cigar, I just I have no interest. But I like the smell of cigars. Yeah, me too. Like there's the uh, they're pleasant. Fado over at Easton. Yeah. Right next door to it. There's right a cigar next door to yeah. a, a cigar store. Yes. Yeah. Big cigar store. They smoke them in there too, right? It's like mm-hmm. driving by the if, bread factory. There's but some I, law that if you're, if that's your primary business is selling cigars, you can smoke in the building. Yes. But I like to go to that Fado and sit there because I like to smell the cigar smoke from the, from next door. Yeah. It I pleases see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it is a, I think a, a pleasant aroma, but yeah, it's, it's obviously not good for your health. Okay, there we go. Good little, talk, Russ. PSH for me to you. <laughs> What's coming up on the show tonight? Next week, we'll talk about alcohol. <laughs> now that there's a little bit. I of want different. as much of it as I can. <laughs> We're soaked in it. Uh, we had a press conference today from Chris Holman. EJ Liddell was there too, so a lot of it was EJ themed. His legacy, kind of about enjoying what we got left with EJ Liddell and all the improvements that this superstar can still make. Also, Chris Holtman had a a lesson in his press conference for young players everywhere. We'll get to that. And the Big Ten seems to be making some moves in football.
Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on the fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, for many years, archaeologists, biologists, scientists in general have always wondered about the so-called Cambrian Explosion. Are you aware of this? The Cambrian Never Explosion? Never heard of that. It is a thing where they noticed in the fossil record as they look through the different layers, the Cambrian layer, they suddenly saw like a bunch of simple organisms and fossils and then all of a sudden, boom, just a a huge amount of varied and different it's a layer of the organisms. Earth. Yeah, where their where their fossils are. You know, okay, there's different okay. kinds of fossils in different layers so of do- the earth. It doesn't exist to Kyrie. No, I guess not. But yeah. in in this now scientists have tried to figure out why did that happen? And one of the theories that is out there, this is currently a research paper published in a peer-reviewed journal where a group of scientists who are studying this posted it. It's called The Cause of the Cambrian Explosion, Terrestrial or Cosmic, where they basically posit that there was a rain of what they call retroviruses that came from outer space. They landed on the Earth. Retroviruses. And these retroviruses. Fauci made them in a lab. Fell, they fell from space. They added new DNA sequences to terrestrial, you know, structures, cells, organisms that were here. And that caused this massive explosion in the evolutionary record. And Retro. They're they're, so basically, things like octopus, like they yeah. had never been mm. out there before, then they started appearing in this. They're saying, yeah, probably because the retrovirus from space exploded the gene pool very and nice. made it very They wear, they wear throwback uniforms the ret- all the retro. time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They like to wear champion. Very good. Yeah. And uh, Crystal Hefner, who would be the daughter of Hugh? No? Is that right? I don't, I don't know. You're no. reading the story. What's she, like 19 years old? Uh... It just says Matt X Hugh Hefner. I don't. Yeah, I guess it's never mind. It's one of his exes. Anyway, she said that Hugh Hefner, may he rest in peace, had all kinds of naked pictures of women in the house. Which I don't know why are we shocked by that. It is called the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> now she is saying that some of these pictures. What was their business trade again? Naked yeah. women pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Said that he would use these pictures sometimes though to like remind an actress or somebody, hey, I have a naked picture of you. And if that's what he was doing, then that's that's not good. Don't do that. Maybe he just held up a magazine. Remember, remember you <laughs> remember did you this. You were in this magazine. You were in this remember, magazine. Remember Bought issue that? 17, 1978. Yeah. There you are. Buckeye Show's coming up next. Jack, it's time 6.30. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on Morse Road at I-71. Traffic is slow in that area as they try to get things cleaned up. You'll also find an injury accident on the ramp for Neal Avenue from westbound 670s. Still working to get this one clear. Police remain on scene. Starving Report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has the tech and tools you need to take on the future of work. This week at the Lenovo IdeaPad 5i with Intel i5 processor for just $549.99. You save $108. In-store only offer ends the 29th. Limit to Staples, the working and learning store. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. 
as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. A Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Hey, common man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills. Like, my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave, like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, I. You can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. thanks. You you would. You would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just want to, okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I, now. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends, because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. (laughs) 